In today's episode, we're going to be looking back at the all-time best teams from the Golden State Warriors, the Houston Rockets, and the Indiana Pacers. Michael Bolton, he wants to hear about it. Let's get to it. To it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are locked on fantasy basketball. Your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode also brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off the best tasting protein bars you will ever find. We are looking now at... Some of these all-time great fantasy teams, if you don't remember the premise, this is me going back to the introduction of the three-point line in the NBA, the 79-80 season, looking at all of the individual seasons for every franchise and constructing a 13-man roster, a five-man starting lineup and a decent enough rotation that sort of makes sense position-wise based on not the player's career, not what they did for that franchise, but individual seasons based on total 8-cat value. So when I go through the starters, I might go, this guy shouldn't be starting over this player, and that's probably going to be true. But just in terms of that player's individual value or Z score for that season, that's how they fit into that starting lineup. Sometimes some liberties were taken to try and make things make sense, but it's not like I was saying, well, in, in this case, let's start Kevin Durant at point guard because that makes a lot of you know because that makes no sense at all. Just so I can fit other blokes in. But as you'll see with the first team, you'll see a, a slight tweak just to get the best players into that starting lineup. And let's start by talking about those Golden State Warriors. At point guard, it is Steph Curry. Really no surprise there at all. Curry had one of the best fantasy seasons of all time in the 15-16 season. He was the number one player there. Um, I think it's a top five or top six all-time season from Curry in that 15-16 season. He averaged 30 points with over five threes. He did it on 50 and 90% shooting from the field and line, 45% from three, over two steals. Just an absolutely dominating season from Steph. There was never going to be anybody who held this position ahead of Curry. There was never going to be anybody who even had a better season in Golden State Warriors history than Curry did. And the only players who really had a better season than this in NBA history were James Harden, Michael Jordan, and Larry Bird. And that's it, really, in terms of fantasy years. An absolute beast of a season from Curry. Of course, he would have the number one season uh, the year before this as well, and then be top five each of the next three seasons after Kevin Durant arrived. One of the liberties I did take was putting Tim Hardaway at shooting guard. Now, I know Tim Hardaway is a point guard, but the season that he had in the 90-91 season, it was too good for me to keep out of this starting lineup. He was, in that 90-91 season, the sixth-ranked player. 23 points, almost 10 assists, 2.6 steals, 48 and 80, shooting 39% from three. He's probably a little bit undersized to play next to Steph. I understand that this whole lineup is pretty undersized, but that is the direction I wanted to go because I want to just give some props to Timmy Hardaway to get him in there. He was a really, really strong fantasy player. His best seasons were with the Golden State Warriors, except back in 97-98, 
in Miami, he did have a season where he was the sixth ranked player. In that season, he didn't score quite as heavily, just 19 points, but the the numbers across the league had decreased enough where he could still be in that top uh, top echelon, that sixth ranked player for that season. Hardaway, a guy that had you know, multiple consecutive top 50 seasons. In fact, he didn't have a season outside the top 50 until the 99-2000 season where he played just the 52 games. That's the only way he fell out. His last four, four seasons were outside the top 50 and three of them were outside the the top 100, but prior to that, even including his rookie year, he was never uh, never outside the top 50 for fantasy. The small forward on this all-time Warriors team is Chris Mullen. Again, the 90-91 season, Mullen was ridiculous for the Warriors for a long time. He was the third-ranked player this season. He had four consecutive top five finishes in fantasy. He was a little bit rough the three years before that, and then he really dropped off the uh, the years after that. But a massively strong stretch here from Mullen where he was healthy and he was putting up really, really big numbers. He averaged 26 points, five rebounds, over two steals. We remember Mullen as this long-range three-point bomber. He only hit five, uh, 0.53s a game that season, which, again, we can talk about era, but that was the same season that Tim Hardaway hit 1.23s. So Mullen was not a big contributor from the three-point line uh, in that season. Still really strong numbers, elite efficiency, 54% shooting and 88 from the line on seven attempts. So he is your starting small forward. And that pushes Kevin Durant up to being the starting power forward. The 17-18 version of Durant, he was the fifth-ranked player. He would have better seasons as a member of the Thunder, but this is his Warriors tenure we're looking at. 26, 7, and 5.5, 2.5 threes, 1.8 blocks. Of course, the standard elite efficiency, 82, 89, and then 42% from three. We don't need to talk too much about how good of a player Durant was. The only thing that really probably held him back that season, he only played 68 games, and he still was ranked fifth overall in totals. If he played you know, the seven, eight games, we're talking about a top three finish in Golden State for his second season there. Obviously ridiculous. And to round out the starting five, again, just fudging a little bit, I've got Draymond Green at center. Green plays plenty of center. He started games at center. He was, in the 15-16 season, the sixth-ranked player in fantasy, averaging 14, 9.5, and 7.5. 1.5 steals, 1.4 blocks, actually shot 39% from three, 49% overall. Of course, things would go to shit with his shooting after that, uh, and his numbers when Durant arrived would drop off, and then this season, with everybody injured, he was... Pretty, pretty piss poor, to be honest. But that one season, that 15-16, he was elite. He was a little bit sub-elite after that, and then he has dropped off. So that is your starting five. Curry, Hardaway, Mullen, Durant, Green. After that, into your backups. Backup point guard, Sleepy Floyd. The 86-87 season, where big old Sleepy was the fifth-ranked player. 19-3-10 with 1.8 steals. Good efficiency numbers. Sleepy uh, is going to feature in another one of these teams that we talk about in the greatest fantasy uh, of all-time teams as well. So stay tuned for that. Much like this bloke has featured somewhere else as well, our backup shooting guard, Monte Alice. He does, in fact, have it all. And by having it all, I mean places on at least two teams here. He is the 10-11 the season where he was the seventh-ranked player. This is the year before he was traded to Milwaukee. 24, 3.5, and, and 5.5 and with 2.1 steals. And Alice's value in fantasy was always high steals, good assists for a shooting guard, and really good scoring. And he provided that to us here in this season. Backup small forward is probably a guy who's more suited to being a shooting guard, but the 96-97 version of Latrell Sprewell. Sprewell was one of my favorite players growing up. When he came in as a rookie in 92-93, he was the 53rd ranked player. But in this season, 96-97, he ranked fourth. He averaged 24 points, 1.8 triples, over six assists and 1.7 steals. 
He hit almost two threes. He was an absolute beast. Of course, the next year, injuries would strike, and then he would really struggle. And even when he would go to New York and Minnesota, even in the seasons where he was healthy, his numbers would never approach what he did with Golden State. These ones are a bit interesting. Your backup power forward, Purvis Short, the 84-85 season for Perv. Um, 28 points a game he averaged back then. That's wild. Five rebounds, three assists, 1.4 steals, 46 and 82. Maybe it's a stretch to have him as a power forward. He's a 6-7 forward, but the Warriors' power forward stocks are not all that strong, so I had to slide him in there, much like their center stocks aren't all that good uh, from the 79-80 uh, season onwards. So Joe Barry Carroll comes in to be your backup center. 82-83, he was 24 years of age. He was the 16th-ranked player that year. He averaged 24 points per game, and did you know Joe Barry Carroll averaged over 20 points a game for four consecutive seasons? Because I sure as shit did not. Nine rebounds, two blocks, Blocks 51 and 72. That is your 10 man rotation. After that, the 07 08 version of Baron Davis for the Warriors. He was the fifth ranked player. The shooting numbers were rough throughout nearly all his career, but 22 points, almost eight assists, 2.3 steals. Baron Davis slides in there. Clay Thompson, 14 15 where he was the ninth-ranked player, averaging 22 points over three threes, 1.1 steals, and really strong efficiency numbers. Of course, his value really is inflated by his three-point shooting, and his scoring everything else he is fairly mediocre, but it was good enough, considering how much he played, to be the ninth-ranked player that season. And then the last guy is Mitch Richmond, the third member of Run TMC with Mullen and Hardaway, the 1991 version of Richmond. He was the 20th-ranked player that season, 24 points, six rebounds, three assists, 1.6 deals. He would go on to have big seasons with Sacramento as well. But like Hardaway, a guy that was always a top 50 guy for like nine or 10 consecutive seasons, beginning with his first overall year. This has been a pretty shit year so far. We all know that. But if you want to brighten up your day, Built Bar are the best tasting protein bars that you can find. Go to BuiltBar.com and you can use our promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off. It's a great deal. They have 18 fantastic flavors. Really, really good flavors. Half of them are nut-free. Half of them are full of your nutty goodness. Every bar is coated in chocolate. Peanut butter is a great, great flavor. High protein, low sugar, low carbs, low calories, and just the best tasting protein bar you can find. Orange flavor, banana flavor, mint flavor, cookies and cream. They have got all the flavors you can want. You can go and get a box, even 18 bars with 15 different flavors in it. Try them all out, and I guarantee you, you're going to love the taste of these Built Bar protein bars. So... Go to BuiltBar.com. It's a great way so you don't balloon out, put on your quarantine 15 pounds. Get these high-protein, low-calorie bars, BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you save $10 off your first order. A box costs about 35 bucks. Get 10 bucks off that. That is a huge, huge saving. So go to BuiltBar.com, the best-tasting protein bars you are going to find anywhere. Get that. $10 off with the code LOCKEDON. You won't regret it. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Let's move on to the next team. We're looking now at the Houston Rockets at point guard. It is not Chris Paul. It is not Russell Westbrook because I'm not including this current incomplete season. The all-time point guard for the Houston Rockets is the 2000 to 2001 version of Steve Francis. He was the fourth-ranked player that year. 40 minutes, 20 points, 7 rebounds, 6.5 assists, 1.8 steals, 82 from the line, 1.7 triples. Hard to get much better than that. He played 40 minutes a game for four consecutive seasons as well. And then, of course, shit would start to go downhill pretty quickly. He only played nine NBA seasons, Stevie. 
But he was really, really strong in that year. His second year in the NBA. His rookie season, he was the 19th ranked player. He was fifth the, the year after that in his second season. Nobody has to guess at all who the uh, starting shooting guard is for the Rockets. It's Jimmy Harden who is the number one player last season. He was the number one player in 16-17. He was the number one player in 14-15. And in the years in between, he was second and third. In fact, his last seven seasons, he has ranked in total value. Third, fifth, first, second, first, third, first. That is a remarkable consistency. If you pick Harden in the top two of any draft, you just won't go wrong. It's as simple as that. Back here, this is last year, he averaged a whopping 38 points, 4.9 triples, 6.5 rebounds, 7.5 assists, two steals, elite free throw percentage. The only downside you have there is the poor field goal percentage, but it's not completely unrecoverable from. There's no debate, he is your starting shooting guard. At starting small forward, it's 2004-2005's Tracy McGrady. His first season in Houston in that 04-05 season, he was the 10th ranked player. I reckon you might see him pop up on another team or two uh, throughout this uh, process. But 04-05, McGrady, 41 minutes, 26 points, 6 rebounds and 6 assists with 1.7 steals. I think we rem we hear McGrady go on TV and so with so many of these guys spout shit, talk nonsense, and you go, what the what's this dickhead talking about? But then you look at the numbers and you go, oh, actually, he was amazingly good. And unfortunately, injuries had a real impact throughout his career because these numbers are insanity. Look, if someone these days was going 26, 6, and 6, 1.7 steals, you'd be, we'd be just frothing. Like We'd be absolutely on fire about how good that is for fantasy because it is. It's unbelievably good. But I think some of that gets diluted when we hear some of the nonsense that some of these blokes talk. At Power Forward, it is, of course, a center. Seven, because the Rockets, there's just centers coming out of everywhere. But these guys did actually play together. And that is seven foot four power forward slash center, Ralph Sampson. The 83-84 version of Sampson. That's his rookie year. He was the 19th ranked player as a rookie. He averaged 21 and 11 with 2.4 blocks on 52% shooting. The reason his numbers would go down after that is because another bloke would come in who'd be not only as good, but significantly better. And that is, of course, Hakeem Olajuwon. Hakeem was the 31st ranked player in his rookie season. But then after that, he would have a stretch that went from 85-86 to 98-99 of never falling outside the top 10 in per game value for fantasy. There were a couple of years there where some injuries dropped his overall total numbers down. But in per game value, that is how good he was. His best season was the 92-93 season where he was the best ranked fantasy player in the game. 26-13 with 3.5 assists, 4.2 blocks, 1.8 steals, 53-78. Get Hakeem in your fantasy draft in 92-93. The only bloke probably coming close to that is Mickey Jordan. They are big, big numbers for Hakeem. One of the best players of all time. One of the best fantasy players of all time as well. So that's your Rocket starting five. Stevie Francis, Jimmy Harden, Tracy McGrady, Ralph Sampson, and Hakeem Olajuwon. Your bench gets a little bit weird. Um, your backup point guard is a bloke by the name of Alan Leval, the 82-83 version of Leval. He was, believe it or not, the 11th ranked player that season. He averaged only 15 points, but he hit 0.53s, which for that time was like three and a half triples a game in, in today's value. He had seven assists. He got 2.1 steals. So it wasn't just the threes that got in there. He did get hurt by shooting 42%, which again, in these days, is not a huge bad number. But back then, it's pretty rough. 83% from the, from the line was strong. He shot those threes at only 24%. Um, and still is one of the best three-point contributors back in the 82-83 season. So Alan Lieber, who did play 10 seasons in the NBA, 
all of them for Houston. And I'm venturing a guess that many of you may not have even heard of this bloke before. This was the only season that he played over 30 minutes as well. But getting those high three numbers, the high steal numbers, the high assist numbers is what made him a good fantasy player for back then. Backup shooting guard is 94-95, Clyde Drexler. We remember Drexler from being that gun shooting guard from the Portland Trailblazers. But I don't think we realistically remember that in his first season in Houston, he was the 10th ranked player in fantasy. He was 32 years of age. He averaged 22-6-5 with 1.8 steals and hit 1.93s. I definitely don't remember him being that, that good initially. And even his last four years in the NBA, all with Houston, per game, he ranked 7th, 14th, 17th, and 17th. But that is a pretty strong end to a career considering his last season, he was age 35. Really, really strong. Drexler had one season in his entire 15-year career where he wasn't a top 40 player. In fact, where he wasn't a top 35 player. And that was his rookie season where he was 158 because he played just 17 minutes. After that, top 35 every single year moving forward. Your backup small forward is another player you don't really associate with the Rockets. And that is Scott Pippen. His 98-99 season uh, with the Rockets was really, really good. He was the 13th ranked player in that season. He averaged 14.5, 6 assists, 6.5 rebounds, 2 steals, 1.43s. It's not the greatest of all-time fantasy seasons, but that Rockets bench, it does get pretty thin at those small man type positions, so Pippen slides in there. Anyone heard of this bloke? The backup power forward, the 80-81 version of Robert Reed. He was the 18th ranked player that season. He averaged 16 and 7 with over four assists and two steals. 48 and 76%. Really, really good back then. That was his only really strong season. He had a couple of solid years after that. He did end his career in Charlotte, Portland, and Philly for the last couple of years. Played 13 seasons in the NBA, but most of his good years were concentrated in the early 80s. And then the backup center is Moses Malone. Of course, he played in the NBA for 21 years. This is the 81-82 season for Moses, the sixth ranked player that season. He averaged 31 points in 42 minutes with 15 boards and 1.5 blocks. Realistically, it's those big, big rebounds and that huge scoring number that made Moses a fantastic fantasy player. He had big years for Philadelphia, for Houston as well, but this was uh, was it close to his best season? I think it was his best season. Yeah, 80-81 Malone. Uh, was Sorry, 80-81 was his best uh, overall uh, season, but in terms of Z score value, Let's, let me rephrase that. In 80-81, he was the fifth-ranked player. In 81-82, he was the sixth-ranked player. But his actual overall Z-score value for 81-82 was higher. That just means that other players around him performed better, pushing him from fifth down to sixth. So that's your, your 10-man rotation. You've got Leval, Drexler, Pippen, Reed, and Malone on the bench. And your last three rotation spots, Yao Ming only played eight seasons. But in this... Um, 08-09 season, which was really the last functional season that, uh, that Yao had. He was the sixth ranked player. Averaged 20 and 10 with two blocks on 55 and 87. Elite percentages for a big man with high blocks. And of course, after that season, he would play just five more games in the NBA and they weren't all that eventful. Yao had, um, you know, in a, on a per game basis, four consecutive top 15 finishes before washing out in that 10-11 season. Kevin Martin in the rotation as well. The 10-11 version of Kevin Martin. 33 minutes a game, 24 points. He was an unbelievable free throw percentage guy because he shot like 89% and got to the line an absolute shit ton. 8.4 attempts per game that season. He did very, very little else. Hit threes, he scored and really helped your free throw percentage. And the last bloke, we've talked about him already, Sleepy Floyd, the 88-89 version of Sleepy Floyd. He was the 19th ranked player there, 14-9 and nine with 1.5 steals. 
Let's move on to the last team we're talking about today, and that is the Indiana Pacers. And this squad is weird. The starting point guard for your all-time Indiana Pacers, Don Buse. Yes, Donnie. 81-82 season for Buse. He was the ninth-ranked player. And many of you would be going, who's this bloke? And that's fair enough, because I did the same thing. Why was he ranked so highly? Well, he hit 0.93s that season, which is equivalent standard score of 4.9 in the threes category. That is like Steph Curry hitting five threes a game, pretty much. Did he do anything else? I'm glad you asked. He did get two steals per game, so that's okay. He had five assists, which is eh, all right. 81% from the line, eh, fine. He played 31 minutes. He scored under 10 points as a point guard and had five assists, but just hit threes. Hit him at 39%, which is pretty strong for that era as well, and just an absolute shit ton in comparison to what the rest of the league was doing. Reggie Miller is their starting shooting guard. No surprise there. What season is it? The 1991 season. The seventh-ranked player uh, overall that year was Reggie Miller. Um, sorry, not 99, 89-90 it was for, for Reggie Miller. In 89-90, he was uh, 25 points per game, 1.83 on 41% shooting. Imagine now Reggie Miller, who was a consistent 40% three-point shooter, the volume of threes he'd be banging in. Uh, 3.8 assists, 1.3 steals, 51 and 87. Now, as a fantasy player, he's a high-efficiency three-pointer and scoring guy. He does nothing in the other areas. Very, very similar to Clay Thompson, in fact, in terms of the overall statistical profile. But instead of hitting 1.83s, he'd be hitting 3.83s. But back then, because he hit 1.8, the standard score for that category was 3.3. So it was already really high. So that's how his value comes through. At small forward, it is, of course, the Beatle, Paul George. This is the 15-16 version of Paul George, the eighth-ranked player. This is the season after his broken leg. So he comes in with uh, his best overall season before that one uh, or that big year last year with the Thunder. He averaged 23-7-4 with 1.9 steals. Bad shooting numbers, 42% overall, but hit 2.6 triples. You're starting power forward for the Pacers, Mickey Johnson. Yes, Mickey Johnson, the 11th ranked player overall in 79-80. How was he able to do that? He averaged 19-8 and with 1.9 steals and 1.4 blocks. And as a big man, had over four assists per game and shot 80% from the line. There's definitely nothing mind-blowing about these numbers. They're just really strong right across the board. So Mickey Johnson, a 6'10 forward, is your starting power forward for the Indiana Pacers. His only season in Indiana. He started in Chicago, went to Milwaukee, Golden State, and New Jersey after that. And then at center, Jermaine O'Neal. 02-03, Jermaine O'Neal. He was age 24 in that season, and he was the 16th ranked player in that year. 02-03, O'Neal averaged 21 and 10 with 2.3 blocks. He only hit 0.13s. That's not really much. 0.9 steals. That's not that great. 48% from a center. Not that great shooting. 73% from the line. Not that spectacular. But interestingly, hitting 48% of your shots in 02-03 was actually a really, really big positive. In fact, this is how interesting the era has changed. In 02-03, he was a 48% shooter, and he had a Z score for that category of 1.3. So that's a really strong number. In 2009-2010, O'Neal shot 53% from the field, so a full five percentage points better, and the Z score was 1.16. It was lower. The mean field goal percentage in 0203 was significantly lower. So what we look at and go, center, 48%, that's terrible. Compared to the rest of the league, it was actually pretty strong. 
Their starting five, Buse, Miller, George, Mickey Johnson, and Jermaine O'Neal. Some weird names there, definitely. The names get a little bit stranger because that backup point guard, it's Michael Williams. Yep, Michael Williams, 91-92. The 14th ranked player. 15, 3.5, and, and 8 with almost three steals. So the steals and assists really pushed Williams up. But he also shot 49 from the field and 87% from the free throw line. Michael Williams is your backup point guard. 17-18, Victor Oladipo, no surprise here. He was the eighth-ranked player that season. He averaged 23-5-4 and four with 2.3 steals. It was an outlier. To me, that season, so many things became career highs and he fell way off the next season. That's before he even tore that quad muscle. And of course, his return this season has been pretty rough so far. I'm not sure he ever can get back to that level we saw in 17-18. But that season happened, so therefore he's on this all-time greatest team. Another bloke whose injuries really impacted him, backup small forward Danny Granger, 08-09. Granger was the 10th ranked player on a per game basis. He was the fourth ranked player. He averaged 26-5 and 3, hit 2.7 triples, got a steal, and blocked 1.5 shots. He was the ultimate roto player, contributed right across the board. Excellent free throw percentage. The only thing that sort of held him back was his field goal percentage. He was an unbelievable fantasy guy, but the thing you're always worried about was like, is this guy going to stay healthy? Like that was always the concern with Granger. And of course, that would end up prematurely ending his career. Backup power forward is Detlef Schrempf, the 91-92 version of Schrempf. You might remember Schrempf from his Sonic days or his Blazer days, but he was a strong player for the Pacers as well. In 91-92, he was the 26th ranked player, 17-10, six man of the year a couple of times as well, uh, 54-83, so massively strong shooting numbers. And then your backup center is Miles Turner, the 16-17 version of Turner, 23rd ranked player that season because he blocked 2.2 shots and shot 51 and 81. That is why his value is there. Look, last season he blocked 2.7 shots, but his shooting percentages dropped way off. So therefore, the season wasn't anywhere near as good for Miles Turner. He plus he played 81 games in that 16-17 season as a second-year player. That's your 10-man rotation. Filling out the, rota- the the roster there, the 07-08 version of Mike Dunleavy. He was the 22nd-ranked player that season, 19-5-3 with a steal per game. Then Clark Kellogg, the 83-84 version of Kellogg. He only played five seasons in the NBA, but in that second season, he was the 22nd-ranked player, 19-9 with 1.5 steals. And then it is, of course... The 16-17 version of Jeff Teague. Teague averaged 15-4-8 and with 1.2 steals. He was the 25th ranked player, and he jumps in there as the 13th man on my all-time Pacers roster. Anyone you surprised to see in those rosters? Anyone you thought maybe would have made it and ended up not making those rosters? Let me know down below in the comments. Check out Built Bar, builtbar.com, promo code locked on for $10 off, and follow me on Twitter at redrock underscore beeble, Instagram locked on fantasy basketball, and subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Google podcast Stitcher, Spotify and on YouTube guys we are done here thank you so much for listening everyone see ya